Oral history can be a great primary source. It's one of the reasons that historians like Herodotus are given so much credence, because he draws on interviews with eyewitnesses to the history he describes, when he's not talking about ants the size of lions. But what if your oral history, and with it your whole cultural identity, is just wrong? I'm Tracy S. Morris, and I am not making this up, although someone in my family may have been. I come from a long line of storytellers. If you believe all the stories my family has told me about the Morris history, we had ancestors who were besties with George Washington, ancestors who rode with the U.S. Marshals under Judge Isaac C. Parker, and we are descended from an Indian princess named Nellie Feathers. I know to take most family stories with a grain of salt. But when I look in the mirror, I see brown eyes, straight brown hair, olive skin, and high cheekbones. So I assume that there was probably some Native American somewhere in my DNA. Then for Christmas, my husband got me a DNA kit. I sent it off, and I'm sure you can guess the results showed no Native American DNA. There was about 79% Welsh and English DNA, 19% Scots-Irish, and 2% German. So where do all my dark features come from? I'd always believed the British to be pale folks, like the kind of people you see in the movie Harry Potter. As it turns out, a certain segment of the Welsh have a very swarthy appearance. During the Roman occupation of the British Isles, people from the Iberian Peninsula moved north and settled in Wales. Later, when Vikings settled in Britain, bringing their pale complexions and their fair hair, they mostly settled on the western side of the British island and left the Welsh territories alone. So people with Welsh ancestry can look very Mediterranean, as evidenced by the actress Catherine Zeta-Jones, who's Welsh, but was cast opposite Antonio Banderas in Zorro. So, does that mean that my family's story was made up? Does that mean that I'm not descended from a Native American princess? Well. The answer to both questions is no. My however many great-grandmother, Nellie Feathers, might have been Native American, but because she is many generations removed from me, her DNA may not appear on the DNA testing website. After all, the 2% German came from my grandfather's mother, who was only three generations removed from me. On the other hand, that ancestor, Nellie Feathers, probably wasn't a, quote, Indian princess, end quote. According to the article on the website nativelanguages.org, entitled, Why Your Great-Grandmother Wasn't a Cherokee Princess, there were a lot of reasons why people use the term Indian princess to describe a person. If Nellie Feathers was Native American, she could have been a chief's daughter or could have held an office of her own or princess could have even been a pet name. Or maybe someone did make the story up. There's a certain cachet among people to claim native ancestry since it gives people a tie to the Americas. But that's all academic, really. Having a possibly Native American ancestor has as much to do with my current life as having a possibly not Native American ancestor. The only thing it does is slaughter a sacred cow of identity. And honestly, if you're tying your identity to a particular race or culture, or to a heritage that you've never experienced, you might re-examine your priorities anyways. 
Otherwise, that's how people end up wearing feather headdresses to Coachella, a green bowler hat on St. Patrick's Day, or blue paint at the Highland Games, while people who are actually part of that culture try really, really hard not to roll their eyes at you. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. The podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all the other directories now, so you can subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find me. For more bizarre stories that I didn't make up and some that I did, go to my website, TracySMorris.com. I post a new history story on the third Monday of every month and a new podcast every first Monday of the month. You can also subscribe to my newsletter. I send out an original speculative fiction story every month as my schedule permits. Or check out my short stories and novels there as well. If you want a good laugh, why not purchase one of my many fine books, like Bride of Tranquility, which is a murder mystery set in a haunted hotel during a Renaissance wedding. The third book in that series, which will be titled It Came to Tranquility, will be published by Yard Dog Press sometime later this year. My books are available on Amazon, through Yard Dog Press, or Bain Books. And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.